Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show. I'm yeah. Dr. McDook. I'm joined as always by Dr. Hoji, Dr. Kismoji, and Johnny Cash Sheeran. Yeah. And we have HR in the room. And guys, first of all, I know the draft is just around the corner and you are excited. You have a lot to do. You have a lot of work you are supposed to be doing. So I want to know how you are doing, how you are managing your lives. I feel like not okay. more stressed than I am working under you. I don't know. Right. Like it's just run of the well, mill at this point. I mean, I've been I've been just like normal. I've been dating again, thankfully. Oh wow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Sort of serious. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, what seventeen time is it? She's, charm. Well, yeah. I hope this is. I mean, she's like me. She's she's gets kind of getting through a kind of a rough divorce. Okay. Okay. Well. You know, yeah, you just sometimes it's just not the right person, you know. Some a lot of good people yeah. out there. No, no, I mean, I think she's she's good. I mean, she, you 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 might know her. And she's been in a, f a few movies. I don't think you guys would know. I mean, she's only been in a few movies, but okay. she's not in Hollywood. She's in the biz. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, have you heard of her or? I, I'm not sure. I, maybe um, her name's Amber Heard. She's just like the cutest, really, just cuddly, yeah. sweet, sweet lady. Yeah, I think I have heard of her. And uh, yeah, well, good luck with that. I mean, thank you. Obviously, it is. I feel like she might be the one. Yeah. Just be good to her. You know, be, be nice, be kind, yeah. and all yeah. that. But look, I want to say to our viewers that they can obviously watch the show on Brinks.tv. And uh, there are a lot of features there. There's actually, get this, they have, hold on, let me see if I got this right here. They have a, a live translator for everything that Hoji and I say. And you can yeah. hear it in the, in the, the voices of uh, Cambridge professors. They, you know, it's like perfect, beautiful uh, English. And that is a new feature that they have. And uh, there's a lot of other great shows. We won't get to those right now. I know Courtney is, is vincing, but look, we want you to like and subscribe and comment and turn on notifications for this show, wherever you watch it, whether you're on the the uh, Believe YouTube channel or our, our DNH Sports YouTube channel, or you're listening to our podcast. So do all of those things. And uh, I want to start by congratulating the entire team on Joe Burrow Day, which just passed. April 23rd was the two year anniversary of us drafting Joe Burrow. And in honor of that, as everybody It's the day after knows, my birthday. Right. I gave everybody nine minutes off and in those nine minutes no. i asked you to think of something original that you appreciate about joe burrow during our nine minute break right so we can start with so we were, we were working that. during the break i i didn't get that memo okay. 
or that calendar okay. invite. So you can't think of anything you appreciate about Wow, that is... Well, I can think of something I appreciate about Joe Burrow. I'm just saying I didn't get to do it on Joe Burrow Day. Uh, I yeah. spent the nine minutes peeing into a bottle. And, I, and we, we have bathrooms, but I just do that. Yeah, I just do that. Well, it's a prostate thing, yeah. It takes a while. <laughs> yeah, well, he was... Well, he was holding back a lot since the Super Bowl and on Joe Burrow Day. I mean, we have a bathroom, yeah. but <laughs> I just heard that's what you do at these kinds of places. Yeah, the, our water bill was a little bit high, so I do recommend that. But, John, how about you? I think just the fact that he's my age, I can relate to him more. I don't know. I feel like that's it's new for me personally, just to see a guy who's in the same stage of life you know we have a lot of similarities he might have a little bit more money than me he might have you know slightly better hair maybe a little bit more of a better smile but yeah i feel like there's a lot that i can relate to with with joe burrow and i feel like that's something that i can i can appreciate with you know i, I can well, i can sense what he's going through you know well if it makes you feel better you are the joe burrow of this show young man yeah we've said that yeah. very many times yes yeah. we've talked about your ohio-ness but i would say i think you all know it is what i love about him is his charisma yeah, and you know the fact that he's a guy who he he couldn't become the starter at Ohio State. You know he's a he's not your traditional kind of quarterback. He's kind of a goofy kid. He likes the, the SpongeBob and all that kind of a stuff. Yeah, video and he games, reminds me, Cheetos, the greenest of flags. Yeah, he reminds me actually a lot of another very charismatic person. And this guy was oh, only no. five foot two. And oh, okay. He was mocked as a child, you know, because he didn't speak proper French. Oh, Napoleon. Oh, my gosh. Bonaparte. And aggressive enough to inspire loyalty in his his followers that, yes, at the age of 34, he became emperor. And so that is kind of the trajectory I see for Joe Burrow. And, uh, yeah. Now. I I can go. There, there's things I appreciate about Joe Burrow. I yeah, Bridget, what do you appreciate? I wish Joe he was my age, but unfortunately, the only people in the NFL my age are like Tom Brady. Um, so kudos to you, John. Well, he is I'm the goat number two, so you should be happy. You can there be the Tom Brady of our show, Bridget. Oh, I'll take that. Um, so lots of great things about Joe Burrow. You know what I'm going to throw out? His style. Yeah. Think about all those like weird little rectangle sunglasses or glasses we saw after whatever game that yeah. was. So Joe, I have glasses. Joe Burrow's bringing you like. Never talk about yeah. my style. Well, yeah. they're Your not glasses like. Glasses couldn't be more the opposite. They're yeah. literally round. They have no points to them. Yours yeah. is more like Burlington Coat Factory in the late '90s style. His is like. Someone who like gets it and is with the times. Yeah. His is Cartier 2022. Yeah. That's a very different style. Very different style. That's two French references on the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just. I, I love Burrow. Yeah. I love how he's a gentleman. I've noticed that. Yeah. I've seen I it in different, different times of the game. People respect him. He's kind. He's a gentleman. I love it. He's, yeah. he's the kind of person that should be working for this show. Absolutely. Absolutely. John, I hope you took note of that. Now, look. I want to talk about draft discussion with Zach. And John just wrote the article on that. And Zach Taylor talked a lot about their draft strategy. And John, he mentioned how, 
I think have the, they need a three-tech. He emphasized that. And then we get these reports from Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated that they're going to take a cornerback or offensive lineman. And then Dave Lapham comes out and says he predicts they're going to take a cornerback, right? So really, I mean, we don't know. I mean, the, the draft is just around the corner. But uh, where, what, what do you make of your discussion about, you know, Zach Taylor and, and what, what he's saying? Is there anything that we can take away from that? Well, I didn't discuss with him, but he certainly said a lot of things. I, I feel like the, the three technique comment was more just like an example, but he might have just had the position on his mind just because they need a three technique behind B.J. Hill. They need one to play alongside with him. And just looking at this draft in general, they might not have a ton of options in the range of, like, of, of the draft that they, that they usually take that position with so it could be earlier than like the fourth or fifth round which is when they've they've typically drafted that position so that could be the case but i feel like just all the signs point to cornerback being the most likely position that they target there just because they have a history of doing so there's a number of players that make sense at that pick and they need someone that can contribute not only right now but for the future like someone that can play beyond when eli apple was so i feel like that's still the the priority there and, you know, obviously he wasn't going to say that uh, when talking to the media. He needs to still keep his cards close to the chest. But I think I love, you know, I'll do a little Zach Taylor appreciation because he always wears his heart on his sleeve, right? Yeah. He he, at, he was asked about, like, what, what was his favorite prospect that he ever scouted? And he immediately said, like, Andrew Luck because he was thinking not about his own players, but just when he was evaluating quarterbacks as a quarterback's coach. And then he was asked, oh, Joe Burrow's not up there? And like, oh, yeah, of course Joe Burrow's up there. Oh, they have, of course, Jamar Chase is up there. He's not afraid at all to be genuine because he's just a very genuine person. And you always get 110% what he means when he speaks. But yeah. the draft is, it, it's it's a thing of information, right? You need to not disclose as much information as you know, just in case other teams use that against you. And I think he understands yeah. that. Well, John, I don't know if you agree, John. Yeah. Me, I get to go. I never get to ask a question. What percent chance is Sauce Gardner still left at the 31st pick? 0.001%. Okay. That's it. Look, I was going to ask about John. There's a chance. John, if, if Lapham is preferring Boot over Elam, does that mean Who's boot? they're both available? Do you mean Booth? We talked about them last booth. week. Booth. Yes. Yes. Learn how to John. speak, man. You're you're have your own podcast. It's John. booth. He said booth. Booth. Yeah. It, it, so so does that mean that's the way we will go? I mean, doesn't like Goodberry and I think you don't you prefer Elam? Well, it's never about who we prefer. It's about what the Bengals prefer. They and just I said no. Believe- that, uh, who is it that just came out? Duke just came out and said we listen to the Twitter people and we listen to what that's, the that's fans not what he want. said I don't know where you got that from but Let I do believe well, there's Twitter they, people and then okay. there's Joe Goodberry I mean Joe Goodberry is like the Elon Musk of Twitter this man he he's a genius so he's the owner he's the owner John, okay John what did he say I don't know what he said you're making up a quarter yeah you're making air. stuff up how can we oh, follow along he, he, it it up. He, just, he said that we listen we hear the fan feedback or something and we take that not about the draft no, no they don't listen to fan people what are you smoking on okay. the subject of booth on the subject yeah. of booth i i do yeah. believe that they probably prefer him like the player on the field but just because he just plays a cleaner game at quarterback it's just like he didn't test we don't tackling? know what his athleticism is like yeah i think yeah booth is a better tackler than elam but i feel like elam had a 
like played at a higher level probably at Florida. He just didn't end on a high note, and it's it's a what have you done for me lately type of situation. And he was injured in this past year. But Booth comes into the league with a lot of injuries, and if they have confidence that he's not going to continue suffering those injuries or they're not going to come back to bite him, they've drafted the Clemson guy for two straight years now. They must have a good source within that program, and both. T. Higgins and Jackson Carmen suffered injuries entering the NFL. At least one of them is doing okay. So, you know, maybe they just use that and just continue with it because they really like Booth, the player. You okay. know what they should do is they should see which one has the longer wingspan, the longer arms, and pick that one. Booth. We have too many short-armed people. Then Booth. Then Booth is the one. Like, like you choose lots. You, whoever gets the longest, whoever has the longest arms. Okay. Well, let us move on. I think you should just draft a, that way. I have a really big announcement. So we haven't had a guest on for quite some time, but we booked one for today. And this person is invited to Las Vegas to represent the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. And to actually select their first round draft pick and present that decision to Roger Goodell. And then... You were right for a little while. The Tom Brady of this show. So, I now present to you Briella Jennings, everybody. Bridget. The number one Poor Bengals Bridget. fan. Bankers. Invited to, yes. And uh, Bridget, so, Bridget so walk us Jan Cars, there you go. I'll do my there own intro. <laughs> yes. So, what happened? What's going on? What do you know? And, yes. What, and why what, Las Vegas? Right. Did well, you choose the location? Yeah, go ahead. I did not. Um, I have about as much authority over that as I do on this show, which is zero. Um, I think the the draft was supposed to be in Las Vegas in 2020, right? And Correct. then the pandemic uh, ruined that for all of us. And so Joe Burrow would have been selected in Vegas. Um, so each uh, each NFL team gets to select a season ticket member to have this kind of like fun VIP experience. Um, and so the Bengals selected me. I'm gonna be really honest. I don't know why or how. I know very little. I think they like pitch some people and then the team picks and then the NFL gets to kind of say, yeah, we're in support of that, but I actually don't know for certain. Um, And so I head out to Las Vegas tomorrow, get to meet with the other 31 folks. And then I got like an eight page itinerary between Wednesday and Saturday. But the word on the street is that assuming we take a first round pick, I get to hand the jersey to the commissioner um, for that pick which I think means I don't get to boo him, which I'm not sure how I feel about. Because that's kind of what, one of what? my favorite parts of the draft. Well, I feel like you would make a better impression if you did boo him and make a scene. Like, yeah. that would be, like, yeah. a, you know, better content. But, but hold on, I just want to say, Bridget, if you're unsure of why you were chosen, the NFL draft is, is a spectacle. It's a production, right? And they need people to raise the value of said production. That's exactly what you do on this program, so it makes perfect yeah, sense right. to me why you were involved. Well, and and, and also, if I might add, if I might add, learning this is so different from what Daddyo told me. The the, oh, the the lies that Daddyo has been telling us, which is that they asked him first, well, and he said he couldn't do it. 
I and then I he said he said why don't you ask Bridget? I have a history in Las Vegas, so but I'm that's a lie. He was never asked. We also all but, know Daddy is too cheap to buy season tickets. Right, but well, I do have tickets to all four seasons, the the natural occurring ones, but not 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 to football games. It's outrageous. The prices are outrageous, but. I would just say you're wondering how you won the, let's say, lottery of the season ticket holders. And I'll just remind you that these things can be manipulated and that we do oh, have gosh. a couple of interns located in an Eastern European country. I can't mention which one that are actually pretty uh, good at this stuff, that uh, pushing uh, votes in the right direction. So. I don't we think there see... was a vote. There's no election fraud. Much like other elections, there are literally no indicators of any fraud. I feel right. like we need a giant, giant banner. Twitter's going to need that soon. No election fraud. There was no vote here. So, Daddy, oh, your misinformation yeah. is. Uh, it doesn't work. Classic, yeah. classic we'll misinformation. We'll campaign. see about that. Yeah, but so look, I want to. One of the people that. If they are drafted, you could actually introduce because he will be in the room is George Karlaftis. And John wants to tell us about George Karlaftis because this guy, look, he is a great prospect that no one thought, including John, that he would fall to us in the 31st pick. But now there's a lot of discussion about that, that he could drop. I feel like I need to unleash like my inner Hoji here, which is not something I normally yeah. do. Yeah. But I feel like there is a strong, there's a strong connection, there's a strong comparison yeah. to George Karloftis and Hercules. And now, just hear me out here. Karloftis was born and raised where? Athens, Athens Greece. He's a Greek like Joe Burrow. that moves. Well, no, but he moved to Indiana when I believe. His mom passed away. No, his dad passed away tragically. His mom moved back to her hometown of West Lafayette, which is right next to Purdue. And he just took up football after playing like water polo in Greek. And he was really good at it. He became the number one recruit in the state of Indiana. And he chose, he could have went anywhere. He could have went to Alabama, all these great programs. But no, he has a familial connection, right? Just like Hercules. He loved his adopted family, right? So he chose to stay home in Purdue, played three productive years out of there. And like he's a Greek god, he's built like it. He's so muscular, so toned. Like he's just he's built like you want your football players to do so. And he's he's really a, a hard worker. He's really electric and energetic out on the field. He has all these qualities that you want, but for whatever reason now, he's not wanted by anyone, right? Like Hercules had to overcome that bullying when he was a young lad because no one knew where his strength and his power came from. They didn't know that he was the son of Zeus, right? He, like he looked the part, but they didn't really, they didn't know why he didn't fit in, right? And now no one on the outside of the NFL knows why he doesn't fit in the first round. Like there's nothing not to like about this kid. Like yeah, he could be a little bit more bendy when he rushes around the edge, but he passes all these production and athleticism thresholds. He's 21 years old. He was really productive there. Like his tape is fine. It doesn't seem like he should get past the Bengals in the first round. He's everything that they love about like football players and specifically defensive ends in general, it makes a lot of sense if they were to stop his quote unquote sliding out of the first round. Yeah. Well, John, I'll add to that. Yeah, he, he actually threw the javelin too, mm -hmm. right? He did a lot of the old Olympic type of things. At and, whom? Well, I mean, we can't, John, we can't promote violence on the show. Right. But, but I mean, no, but also John, he, you said he's not bendy enough. I mean, I, I'm trying to figure it out too. I mean, they're saying maybe against the run, he's not that uh, great at wrapping up 
running backs. So, but yeah, in terms of the pass rush, I mean, if he's there at the 31st pick, it seems pretty obvious. And that's what Lapham said, too. Yeah, and yeah, he said that he would run up to the podium to pick him, which means that the Bengals would do the same thing. But that could be it. Like, he might not be that great of an athlete in space to wrap up on some of those running backs and some of those running plays. But I think in general, it's that average kind of uh, athleticism in space combined with the fact that this class of defensive ends is really deep. Like, it's probably the best position group in the entire draft. So if they see a guy like Karloftis, who may not wow them specifically, like, they might think that we'll just wait in rounds two, three, and four to pick this position. And as a result, a guy like Karloftis falls further than he should. But there's no reason for that because he's a really good player. Yeah. Well, okay, else well, hope he's got a cute little dog or something like a little Pegasus. Yeah, I, I, I think like we were all thinking to, about like, the round Disney, out the Hercules yeah. like analogy. the Disney version. Yeah, and and oh yeah, that's that, all I was thinking. And in the movie, there's a guy who looks like Daddy, and he's short. He's Danny right. DeVito. He's got the, the little yeah. goat legs. Daddy, very Daddy. funny, very yeah, funny. Yeah. Okay, look, you guys take your turns picking on me, but oh, yeah. I obviously. I'm doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes for a lot of different organizations. I don't talk about it on the show. I let Bridget talk about it. And that's what we want to do now. So go ahead. All right. So I want to share a little bit of data with you all right now. So April is National Stress Awareness Month. I think you're going to talk about taxes. I was, you were stressing me out for a second. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, that perfect. There's all kinds of things that are stressors. So John Hoji and I have to meet regularly because of how stressful the show is. And I know a lot of other people are experiencing stress too. So April is National Stress Awareness Month. Um, in uh, 2021, the Global Organization for Stress uh, collected some data and I wanna share this with you. So 75% of Americans experienced moderate to high stress levels in the past month. So in 2022, for Bengals fans, I'd say about 100% of us experienced that in Q1, especially right around uh, February 13th. 80% um, of people report feeling stress at work. 100% of the people on this show report feeling stress at work. Small sample size. There's yeah. folks behind the scenes. Courtney will tell you. The yeah. production, everyone. Courtney's taking up smoking. <laughs> and we don't even know smoking what. Um, about 33% of people report feeling extreme stress. And so I don't know if people know this. I, no joke, I'm actually a social worker as well, which makes me a great wow. fit for this, this role. So uh, people might not know, there's actually a stress cycle. So when you encounter a str uh, stressor, your body, and Courtney, I was actually gonna send you an image of it, but I didn't, so oops. Uh, so when you encounter a stressor, your body starts having a reaction to it, you get you know this wear and tear on your body, it can then sort of impact your health, you get these increased sensitivities to stressors. And if you don't conclude the stress cycle and you just let stressors build and build, um, that's when you have really uh, bad issues and chronic stressors. And so people say, the kind of therapists, the folks who are really great at, at helping us manage our mental health, you've got to complete the stress cycle um, with a physical activity. So if you've got something like, 
you're really excited for the Bengals to play in the Super Bowl and then whether they win or lose, you still need to do something to complete the stress cycle. So like a physical activity. Um, or win the so, Super Bowl, that would do it, right? If we win the Super Bowl, we complete no, the cycle. No, but we still need yeah. to complete our stress cycle because that's right. a stressor for us. So right. I, I need uh, John and Hoji to tell us, Daddy, because you caused Well, I think stress. you stressed Hoji out. I think he left. Oh, he, did he leave? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's his stress response is to say, I'm going to take flight. me time. He does the self care. Yeah. He's doing his self care. Yeah. So, John, when Daddy is stressing you out, I know we talk about this in our little like affinity group for daddy of stressors like what's your self-care stress relief tactic uh me personally i i like to internalize a lot of it and just kind of push it away and i feel like at, at this point I, I found out like a good way to just not release it towards other people so it ends up being released on inanimate objects in my home like i have two pillows for that exact reason like one of the pillows is my punching pillow um, I've had to replace these lights actually uh, several times because I end up kicking them after the show sometimes. Um, so I feel like I'm only harming the things that like have very little monetary value to me personally. But, um, you know, it, it's just a lot of internalizing, I think. And there are healthier um, ways to deal with stress than that. No, that, that was impressive. Minimum monetary damage. I love it. And uh, he basically he just he pushes through. He doesn't do things like very expensive therapy. I love it. But very expensive therapy can be really helpful. So when people are experiencing stress, physical activity can be great. Meditation is super helpful. And also it's okay to talk to your doctor. A lot of people think like, oh, everybody's stressed out. Like I just need to deal with it or I just need to internalize it. You can always talk to a professional. So that is if he's your neighbor or something and it's he's not therapy sounds great with the insurance that I don't have under this employment. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's just something we take. Uh, we take off line and ceiling cat. Yes. Get help, Courtney, but get help for John and Bridget. Yeah. To uh, blink twice if you're trapped. Um, OK, I, I feel like this is a very this was a trap. I feel like the daddy who cares, it's in my name. And all of a sudden, it's, it's, about, it's about everybody hates that. Do you not care about our stress, man? Like, I've given you so many suggestions, John. I told you to work harder for two weeks in a row, work twice as hard. And then when you go back to your normal hours, they'll be stress-free. It'll feel like nothing. That was just one suggestion I, I gave you. Thank you. But I've, I've given you a lot of different dietary ideas a lot of you know a lot of crunchy foods they they relieve a stress and they're cheap you know they, they fit our budget too but i don't know why if you were taking notes or not but look one thing that we all agree on is that the show needs more money because we are all suffering and there are two ways you can do that you can go to patreon.com slash sports and become a patron and you can join the different tiers that we have, the Jamar Chase tier, the you know, Joe Burrow tier, or you can go to vino.app slash Sports and get a direct line to us, and we will give you updates about the show. We will give you updates about the team. And uh, yeah, and we have a lot of exciting things planned for the show when uh, Bridget is going to be on the scene 
in Las Vegas. She's going to be pulling some draft day deals and pushing buttons and making sure the Bengals build the best roster possible around. I Joe wish Burrow I will probably just so be sitting there and cheering. cheering but really no, loudly. we will get some, we hope to get some updates, you know, maybe some, uh, everyone's only some short video updates of what's going on in the draft. And, and, and Bridget is so good at networking and meeting with former players and current executives that we should give it a lot of good coverage for that. All right. Well, John, any final ideas before the, we get to the draft? Well, yeah, I feel like I really appreciate um, what you said to me before the program. I feel like it was a lot of great responsibility taken upon you. What Daddy has said to me was that if you are unhappy with whatever the Bengals pick, you should send uh, complaints towards uh, daddyobankduke at gmail.com, and he will read them all, and he will respond to all of them, and he will take all of your grievances. And I feel like that's it's really responsible of you to really Thank take you. on that because usually it's delegated towards me. So, Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, don't don't complain to John. He's just an intern. And by the way, it's National Internship Month as well. And uh, I know that obviously stressing out interns is something that I'm very good at. So a lot of good things in this month. But for John, Cash, Sheeran, and Bridget, the number one Bengals fan, Jan Cars, I'm Daddy McDook. We will, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like and comment and turn on notifications and uh, listen to the Number One Bengals podcast on iTunes and the other places. And we'll see you next time. So long, sweetie. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.